No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the Song of Solomon where we see the husband praising his bride, for she is beautiful. She searches to see if their love is still in full bloom, as it was when they were first married. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Song of Solomon chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. Does love continue after the honeymoon? Years after a couple says, I do, are they still taken with each other? Do their hearts still beat quickly when they are alone or even anticipate being alone or anticipate each other's embraces? The real test of love is its longevity. It is easy to fall in love. Bodily chemistry interacts. Physiological sensations happen. But these quickly fade if there is not the fire burning deep within. Our lovers in the Song of Solomon have been married now for some time. They have endured challenges where each became selfish rather than being selfless. But is the flame of their love still what it once was? That's the question on the woman's mind. Do you still love me? Is our love still in bloom? Or has it become dried and dormant like a garden in winter? We begin this song within the Song of Solomon with the man praising the beauty of his lovely wife. Now, that's a good place to start to rekindle love. Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 4. You are beautiful, my darling, as Tirzah, lovely as Jerusalem, majestic as troops with banners. Turn your eyes from me. They overwhelm me. Your hair is like a flock of goats descending from Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep coming up from the washing. Each has its twin. Not one of them is alone. Your temples behind your veil are like the halves of a pomegranate. Sixty queens there may be, and eighty concubines, and virgins beyond number, but my dove, my perfect one, is unique, the only daughter of her mother, the favorite of the one who bore her. The maidens saw her and called her blessed. The queens and concubines praised her. Now, he begins again with just noting how beautiful she is, talking about her parts of her body, but he begins by saying, you are beautiful, my darling. Now, I like the New King James Version better here, which begins, oh, my love. How romantic is that? He says, you are beautiful as Tirzah. Tirzah was in the hill country of Ephraim, and it was a place renowned for its beauty. He says, you are lovely as Jerusalem, majestic as troops with banners. Now, Jerusalem was a mighty fortress. So this speaks of strength and majesty in a beautiful way. Then he says, turn your eyes from me for they overwhelm me. Solomon was so taken with her beauty that it's like he couldn't stand it. He couldn't handle it. So he simply says, just turn away from me. I can't handle it. Now, is that wrong? Are we not to 
be taken with the beauty of our spouse? No, of course it's not wrong. In fact, it is the way God designed it to be. God didn't have to make women beautiful to a man, and he didn't have to make a man handsome to his wife. But God obviously did this in order to attract us to one another and that we might see that we are all made in the image of God, that we might end up giving glory to God for that which he has made, that which is beautiful, that which he called very good. Now he begins to speak of her qualities. He says, your hair is like a flock of goats descending from Gilead. We covered this earlier and now he repeats it. It is as if to say, Look, I still am taken with your beauty as much as when we first fell in love. As the goats would descend from Mount Gilead, the sun shining on their wool, so he saw her hair as being so beautiful. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep coming up from the washing, each with its twin. Not one of them is alone. And so just the moist, glistening teeth The twins being that she has the pairs of teeth, all of her teeth are intact, and they are beautiful to gaze at. Your temples behind your veil are like the halves of pomegranate. Now, this is better understood as your cheeks. Your cheeks, you can see her rosy cheeks beneath the veil that are the same sort of reddish white color as a pomegranate. 60 queens there may be, and 80 concubines and virgins beyond number. Now, there are those that say, well, see, Solomon had his harem here. I don't believe that's what it is talking about here. What he is doing here is a poetic device to compare her to others. And so he's saying, look, there's 60 queens. There may be 80 concubines. There may be virgins beyond number beyond that but you are better than all of them. You're better than a queen or concubine or virgin. You are the greatest of them all. My dove, my perfect one, is unique. Now, often he compares her to a dove. Again, the dove is the symbol of peace, of gentleness, of innocence, of fidelity, because doves mate for life. You are my perfect one. This is how he sees her. And as we compare this with the love that Jesus has for us, this is the way he looks at us. He sees us perfect. As it says in Hebrews 10, 14, through his one sacrifice, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Our sins have been removed from us and he sees us as beautiful and blameless. Solomon says that she is unique, the only daughter of her mother, the favorite of the one who bore her. So just as an only daughter would be treasured and loved by her mother and father for that matter, so he sees her as being just this valuable possession. The maiden saw her and called her blessed. The queens and concubines praised her. They all recognized her beauty and loveliness. And these are just wonderful things to say to your wife. What woman would not be swept off her feet to hear such things from her lover? Verse 10, who is this that appears like the dawn, fair as the moon, bright as the sun, majestic as the stars in procession? 
Now, commentators are divided on who is saying this. Some say it is the friends, but most say that it is still the man speaking. I prefer this interpretation. He says to his love that she is as bright as the sun. She is as fair as the moon and as majestic as the stars. I think of Romeo's words to Juliet, but soft, what light through yonder window breaks. It is the east and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon who is already sick and pale with grief that thou her maid art far more fair than she. And this is the idea that she is so bright as the sun and fair as the moon and no one else can compare to her. Now she responds, verse 11, I went down to the grove of nut trees to look at the new growth in the valley to see if the vines had budded or the pomegranates were in bloom. Before I realized it, my desire set me among the royal chariots of my people. Spring is the time for love. So she goes to the grove of nut trees to observe the new growth in the valley. Have the vines budded? Are the pomegranates in bloom? These are metaphors for their love as a couple. Is our love still as vibrant and flourishing and budding as it once did at first? Verse 12 says, Before I realized it, my desire set me among the royal chariots of my people. Now this has challenged commentators. The one thing on which they are unanimous is that this verse is the most difficult in the song and one of the most difficult in the Old Testament to make sense of. One of the most prominent wisdom literature scholars, Roland Murphy, said it has resisted all attempts at translation. So who am I to make sense of it? But I will give you my thoughts anyway. Since she is going into the country in springtime to see if their love is still alive, much to her surprise and delight, she finds herself among royal chariots. In other words, she realizes that Solomon has made her his queen and prizes her even as his royal chariots. Now the friends jump in. Come back, come back, O Shulamite. Come back, come back, that we may gaze on you. So she has wandered off into the valley in the spring looking to see if their love is as vibrant as it once was and now they call her back and now the man steps in. Why would you gaze on the Shulamite as on the dance of Mahanaim? Again, this one baffles many commentators uh, but I think what Solomon is saying here is he's just drawing out of these friends what it is that they see in her, the beauty, the loveliness that he sees in her. And he's saying, so why is it that you view her this way as you would one of the girls who dances at Mahanaim? And we don't know anything about this per se, but we do know that there would be these dances in Israel where the women, the virgin daughters would come out and dance and so Solomon is saying, why are you gazing at her like this? You're gazing at her as though she is one of these attractive, beautiful women in a dance. Now, let me ask you, are you in danger of losing the passion of your first love for your spouse? Then do what you must to rekindle that flame. God will help you if you ask him to. And he might even use this song of Solomon to do it. 
He designed our covenant relationship with our spouse to be vibrant and loving till the rapture of the church or till death do we part. So even pray together and ask that God would keep your love alive if you've drifted apart, that he would soften your hearts and give you hearts of forgiveness and bind you together as one flesh, that he would keep your love alive. This also points to our relationship with Jesus. You recall that to the church of Ephesus, Jesus said, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. So turn back to me and do the works you did at first. Have we left our first love for Jesus? If so, now is the time to rekindle that passion. And this Song of Solomon does bring us into a recognition of that love relationship, of his love for us and our love for him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where the husband again praises his wife for her beauty. She initiates their lovemaking by spending the night in a country village and vineyard. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Song of Solomon on Simply the Bible.